Hello, my name is Lincoln, and I'm Walter, and this is Two Peas in a Book podcast, book club, whatever you want to consider it. <laughs> and in today's episode, we are talking about the selection series. Um, yes, all five books from <laughs> Kiera Cass, and it's a lot. Uh, we, we talk a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. But we talk about... The good stuff and the bad stuff and the stupid people and the not stupid people. Yep, that's what we talk about. Really, that's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stick around. Uh, try to sit through all of this. There's a lot. But, yeah, it's just... It's The Bachelor, but with royalty. And Hunger Games. It's not Hunger Games. There's so many parallels. (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) So, thank you so much for clicking on this video. Or clicking on this podcast. Whichever version you're watching or listening to. I appreciate it. And gonna keep this short because the rest of it is not. Yeah. So, (laughs) let's go ahead and get started. Before we get into the actual books we're talking about... What are you currently reading? Uh, so much. So much stuff. Um, I couldn't even tell you like the names or authors of stuff besides Dave Ramsey. So I've just been listening to a lot of financial books, uh, investing books, stuff like that. And every single one of them is like six hours long or three hours. It's like between three and six hours long, which when you're listening to it at double speed uh-huh. means that the longest book I'm listening to is three hours. So I'm listening to like three books a day. Goodness. Yeah, I know. It's really fast. And they all generally say the same stuff. Anyways, <laughs> Dave Ramsey is the one I can think of right now. And, like, Robert Tiyasaki, he's pretty cool. Um, stuff like that. Yeah, that's really, besides besides the books that we're talking about right now, Those would have, that's what I've been reading. Well, good thing I'm making you read these. <laughs> you can actually read something fun. <laughs> I think they're fun. They're interesting. <laughs> Are you keeping up with them on Goodreads? I I do them in dumps. Yesterday? Yeah, yesterday I dumped in like 27 books. Oh <laughs> that I, had it. <laughs> I mean, that was like three yeah. weeks. of just all short books. <laughs> yeah. I would forget books if I did that. Oh, yeah, yeah. When I was scrolling through like... Especially with all of them saying generally the same stuff. I was like, uh, three stars. Because <laughs> I, I only gave above three stars to the ones I actually remembered. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah. I mean, that would have been terrible. Oh, uh, The Richest Man in Babylon. That's a good book. That was that was one of the few that rated five stars for me, oh. financial-wise. It was very good. Very interesting. Um, so I suggest you all read that. It's about... Uh, getting out of debt and building wealth for yourself out of uh, whatever you're making, no matter how small it is. So, super interesting. I liked it a lot. You better put that one into practice. I'm working on it. That's why I'm reading these. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm reading uh, the, the two books that I'm currently reading are a... Uh, I think it's called Revision and Self-Editing, which is like a writing craft book. Mm. And then I'm also reading How to Be an Anti-Racist. That one's good. And yeah, both of those, like I'm ha- I, I, I can't read too much 
at a time. Otherwise, I, my eyes start glazing because yeah. it's so much information. How to be an anti-racist has so many. It's just very... Uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not textbookish. Just lots of big words. Yeah. And uh, very philosophical. Uh, and when you read it, when you read the title, I always read How to Be an Antichrist. <laughs> um, which always throws me off. But... <laughs> yeah, no. And it... I'm I'm glad that I have that book on Kindle because at first I was gonna wait and just like get it from Libby with the audiobook, mm-hmm. but I'm glad I just went ahead and got it on Kindle because I've been highlighting yeah. so many things, mm-hmm. and so yeah. But the book, the book, the fun book <laughs> that I'm hoping to start uh, next is The Turn of the Key by Ruth Ware. Which is a uh, thriller. And all I know is the book starts out with, at the very beginning, the main character is writing to this, like, lawyer saying, Hey, help me. I didn't kill this child. Ooh. And she's, like, a nanny. Interesting. So. What time period is that? 2017. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. That sounds fun. Yeah. Is it like a mystery thriller? Did you say that? Yes, I did. Did I completely zone out? I'm yes, sorry. You did. I apologize. <laughs> but Ruth Ware is a very yeah. good like mystery thriller. Is that on Libby? Author. Uh, yeah. I might have to read that. Yeah. I love mystery thrillers. I don't like listening to them back to back or anything, but one every couple months is really good. Yeah. That I haven't. I was looking and I haven't read a thriller. In like three months, which kind of like I feel kind of sad. Yeah, <laughs> we had a kick there for a little bit. Uh, the Silent Patient, and well, that's the first one you listened to. That yeah, oh, I that's love the that one so that much. you started getting into thrillers with. Yeah, but and yeah, you listened like right up against those. You listened to like the Girl in the Window, Woman in the Window. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Um, I don't know all of them. Yeah, yeah, put. Secret, no, Poisonous Garden? The Butterfly Garden. No, no, no. I'm talking about mine. There was something about a garden. Oh, yeah. This. The it wasn't the Secret poison garden. garden. I think it was Poison Garden. Yeah. That one was good, too. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so hopefully I can get back into thrillers. Yeah. But that's not why we're here. <laughs> we're not it's here. a really long uh, discussion. <laughs> but it, we're just reading lots of books. Which is fun. Yeah. Um, so, the selection. Mm. This, this is going, going out on the 8th, which is two days before my birthday. And so I figured for the week of my birthday, for celebrating, sort of, (laughs) we would read, or I would force you to read the other teenage favorite that I had besides mm-hmm. Hunger Games. Yeah. And that was the Selection series by Kira Cass. So, what did you think? Did you like these books? And go through them one by one. Well, I'm not even going to be able to remember the names. I'm just <laughs> I'll, gonna... I'll, I'll name them off. Okay, but like, and you. then tell me like your rating and if you yeah. liked that one or not. Yeah. So, the Selection. That's the first one. Uh-huh. Um, I liked it. Uh, interesting premise and all that jazz. 
I think I said four stars earlier, but I decided to put it at three stars. Mm. Like, it was a good, it was an interesting story, especially for, like, uh, young, like, uh, younger teens mm-hmm. to teenagers. Uh, it's an interesting story. Um, and it was fun. So, three stars on that one. It was okay. Okay. Uh, the Elite. Three stars. Three stars? <laughs> it's the same as... Are they all gonna be three stars? The first three are. <laughs> the first three are? Yeah, the okay. first trilogy. Okay. Well, then what about the, the second two? So, we have the Air. Yeah. Which is the, the fourth one? Yes. That one was four. Both of the sec- both of these... Both really? of the last ones were fours. I liked them way more than... Interesting. They weren't like five-star material, but they were better than the first trilogy, I thought. Okay, we're gonna have to talk about that. Yeah, did you... Do you not agree? No. Get off. <laughs> okay. So... My ratings. Yeah. So, the first time I read it, I gave... Uh, the first one came out in 2012, which I was a freshman. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was like the end of my freshman year or something. But, so I read all these books all through high school. And all I gave all of them five stars Whoa. back then. Yeah. This was one of those that I was just like... Oh, head over heels, like, lovey-dovey. <laughs> like, this was the love story I wanted, you know? Yeah. So, but now, so the selection, it, the first one, I gave four stars to. Okay. I think it's still pretty good start to a story, you know? Yeah. Not five stars, but I, I, I did a decent job of picking a book that I wanted to obsess about. Yeah. <laughs> and then the Elite and the One, I gave three stars. Yeah. So, still good, but just... Mm. Not as good as the intro. Yeah. And then the Air, I gave two stars. What? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Uh, and we ridiculous. We may have to like scrap part of our uh, discussion plan to just talk about each book. <laughs> but and then oh. the last one, the crown, I gave four stars to again. That's a weird jump. Yeah, but I just thought like overall, I thought the the very beginning and the very end tied up the story nicely, and like I have my reasons for like. The, the the second like the second trilogy or du- duology duology yeah like I have my like I have very specific reasons for it being a two and a four star I'm gonna need to hear them <laughs> and then the but overall I think if I had to like pick one uh-huh. and I, I would pick the first trilogy over the duology no. <laughs> the duology was like I could have read the duology because uh-huh. the duology does such a good job of reminding you of sort of telling the story mm-hmm. of the first trilogy that you could have I could have read the duology and been far happier than I was reading the trilogy and the duology. Well, then I'm glad you decided <laughs> to read the duology. Yeah, for real. Because first we were just gonna read the first three. I'm glad that we decided to add the second or the last two. Let's go ahead, before we get into the, the the love and the romance and all the drama. Yeah. Let's talk about the cast system and, mm-hmm. like, sort of this... It's not really a dystopian world, but it, it has elements of being, like, a dystopian yeah. world and how it went from being America to Ilya. Mm-hmm. So, like, what did you think about that? I thought it was interesting. Um, I wish we got to see more of the cast system in that... 
we were never told what all... There's only, like, six, seven casts? Eight. Well, eight is, like, eights, eights are homeless. Mm-hmm. Sevens are, like, servants and, like, people who assist, like, house cleaners. And... No, that's six. What are sevens? I don't know. I can't remember. Because she's a five, that's right. Mm-hmm. Sevens are super, super poor people. Six are, like, servant-level people. Fives are artists, which made no sense to me because, like, in other societies, in most, like, ancient mm-hmm. societies, the artists were very highly appreciated. Like, Leonardo da Vinci yeah. and stuff. Like, they were going to be of an upper caste. But they weren't... Mo- most artists during that time, like, they were never appreciated during their time. That's valid. Like, we, nobody really cared about Vincent Van Gogh's work yeah. until after he was dead. Yeah. Still, I thought they were very low on the list to be, like, like the singers, like, the, the pop artists and stuff um, were fives. And then, couldn't well, tell the, you what a four was. No, the, um, the fours were, uh, like, bakers and, like, they owned shops Trades and restaurants. Men. No, okay. factories. Factories. That's factories what it was. Factories are four. Threes were, like, teachers, because that's what America was going to be if she didn't win. Yeah. She was going to be a teacher. Okay. Twos are, like, just, you're rich, like, mo- like models, models and, and, like, yeah. stuff like that. And then one's worth the royalty. Yeah. Okay. I think I think the only reason she made, like, an artist's, like, fives is so that... She could have like a low cast to like come up to. Yeah. Like go from being a five to a one. Yeah. I think that's the only reason she put it down that, that makes low. Sense. But my main issue with this system is that that doesn't cover everything. Like, well, I mean, it was a. Or seven or whatever. Like, yeah. That's not all the jobs. What are, like farmers? I'm sure they Maybe were. Maybe those were sevens. I'm sure. Or six. No, sevens. I don't think it really matters what number. I, <laughs> the yeah. only number that matters is five. <laughs> okay, okay, you're right. And I, so, like, this world, like, it, it's sort of dystopian and, like, we, you can't have sex before marriage mm-hmm. and, like, you can't have same-sex relationships and... You're not allowed to marry outside your caste. Yeah, I can't marry outside of your caste and you have these certain jobs you have to do and they have like they have technology but only the super rich have it and stuff like that. Yeah. So it had elements of it but it wasn't fleshed out enough to for it to really like... Like if you start thinking about like where are all these other jobs like... It's gonna fall apart. Yeah. Because it wasn't meant to be poked at. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've been poking at it for ever since I read them. <laughs> yeah. Because it's. Because Kiara Kaz, I'm sure, like, wanted to have this world, but, like, the main thing she was focusing on was the romance. Yeah. And that was, like, all she really cared about. So she assumed her readers, that's all they would care about, too. But it's interesting how, mm-hmm. like, America became Ilya because China came and took over America yeah, the United, because of all the debt. <laughs> the United States of China or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. That was funny. And then... They're like, we're, 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 for, we're foreclosing on you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, could happen. Yeah. You know? In real life. Like, 
I could easily see Ilya becoming real life, you know? I just don't think America I don't would allow that. Well, <laughs> they'd, they'd I, like, no, back off, man. <laughs> I can I can see uh China coming and like attacking us. Yeah. Because of the death that we have, is what I'm saying. Yeah. That's valid. What's next? You okay. want to talk about the romance now? Of course. That's the only thing that yeah. matters in this book. Oh. It's called The Selection. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think of that? Like, just in and of itself, the selection idea. Yeah. Yeah. It is... Hunger Games had a baby with The Bachelor. The, the selection was... So they're all the casts, right? Mm-hmm. And the select the peop- the girls in the selection were all chosen from their different casts, and also from the regions that they lived in. Uh huh. Which sounds very Hunger Games esque with the districts, um, and choosing because like each district, the districts were almost like casts, not like necessarily, but like. They were all separated and they didn't see each other. I don't know. That doesn't make sense. Anyways, and then the bachelor the bachelor analogy obviously makes sense. Because it's one dude dating 35 girls. Um, but, like, I don't know. I thought it was interesting. This is this has nothing. No, there's no Hunger Games correlation There was a it. hard correlation. Okay, okay, okay. How, how about this? <laughs> um, her mates uh-huh. are her prep team. Yeah, but if you look at, like, a royal, like, any royalty story, you have maids. You have yeah. guards. You have, like, the the ruler. And, like, you have all these different yeah, there was, layers. there was an evil ruler. Like, that doesn't mean, like, just because it came after the Hunger Games doesn't mean it's the Hunger Games. Um, let's see. Uh, <laughs> the, the lady, Sylvia? The, uh... Mm-hmm. She was, uh, um, the main designer for Katniss. No. She was not Effie. No, 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 not Effie. Uh, yeah. Senna? Senna, yes. No, she, all she did, she, no! <laughs> I'm just grasp, grasping at straws now. Sylvia was the person who helped turn them into print, proper princesses. But not, Senna turned Katniss no, into... <laughs> no, he did his style. Like, the, all he did was style her. Yeah. He didn't teach her etiquette that was or Effie. anything like that. She didn't teach her etiquette either. Mm. Okay, okay, I'm grasping. Yeah. I still saw correlations, though. Not just, saw correlations. Be, just because it came after the Hunger Games <laughs> doesn't mean I looked it. that up. I was like, ah, Kira Cast. You copycat. But, okay, okay. I'll concede the point. I'll concede the point. Yeah. Um, so it's just The Bachelor. Yeah, it is. But Hints of... <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> no? Okay, okay. What did you think of the selection? I enjoy it. Yeah. I, yeah, like, reading this, it... So, reading this story just felt like I was watching trashy reality TV. (laughs) And it reminded me a lot of, like, my emotions, how I felt this past season of The Bachelor, uh, Peter Weber's season. Peter Weber, what a 
Good lord. <laughs> it's not even started on him. What a dummy. Yeah, let's not uh. get into that. But, um, but just the, like, you want to have this romance, but then, like, so much drama comes in that <laughs> overshadows the romance, and you're just like, get over it. Just, I want the romance. I don't care about this petty drama. Yeah. But then you also enjoy the petty drama because... It's entertaining. <laughs> and so it's just like a vicious, like, cycle. And it's just all trashy. I can only take so much, though. Like, I can only watch one season of The Bachelor and then I have to take a break of trashy TV. And that's how I felt with this. Yeah. Which I was I was just about done with the trashiness <laughs> by the end of it. Yeah. This is one of those that, like, you, you can't read a lot of stories like this. Yeah. But... Every once in a while, you need something like this. It's like a nice, don't take it seriously palate cleanser. It is that you can just kind of like. It's the ginger on the side of your sushi bowl. You're supposed to, oh, you're supposed to <laughs> eat a little bit of it to cleanse mm. your palate. I thought you were in like talking about like redheads. I was like, oh, again. <laughs> <laughs> let's not be downgrading redheads on this podcast. <laughs> no. No, the spicy or whatever it is. I don't even know if it's spicy. It's not know. spicy. The fine ginger. It's, it's like, like I don't overpowering. Know. Yeah, you're not supposed to eat a lot of it, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we had, we basically had two seasons of The Bachelor. We had The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, yeah. which they always go back to back. Yeah. So that was fitting, and. So you enjoyed Edelin's season more than Max's. Way more. Okay. What were the differences that made you enjoy that one more than Max's? Um, well, I think the main point was that we got to see the selectors, the, the royalties point of view, mm-hmm. um, as they dated, uh, as she dated all the guys mm-hmm. compared to in Americans. America's season. Uh huh. Um, we didn't see that. Yeah. Uh, it was from her point of view, which seemed way less. I don't know how to describe it. It was just. You never had the full story with America, mm-hmm. America's season, because you never saw what he was thinking. You never saw what the other girls were fully thinking. Um, well, you did see what he was thinking, but she was too stupid <laughs> to grasp it. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, so I I did appreciate that, and I also just in general, the writing I thought in the the last two books was far better than in the first three, mm-hmm. um, and she, I thought she did a much better job of um, tying up loose ends, and because I sort of I, I know they're all supposed to be one series, but yeah. in my brain, it it was the first three, and then it stopped. That was a series that stood alone, and then mm-hmm. she added on to it the last two, and that could be read as a series alone also. So I thought the writing in the last two were way better than mm-hmm. in the first three. So that's why I liked Edelin's better. Okay. Yeah. Well, the reason I liked Maxon's better is... But, like... Well, first, with your point of only, like, seeing both sides... Like, you, we still don't get to see the guy's point of view. Well, yeah. But, like... So, like, you're still only seeing one side. Imagine imagine a season of 
the bachelorette or bachelor where you never got an interview like you know when they sit down in a chair and they talk imagine a season where you just never got to see what they were thinking about and you only got to see them just dating on dates you know but in that one it's like you don't see interviews from the guy's point of view i don't care about that oh you don't you only care about the lead yeah and like maxon was the lead of that selection yeah but he also wasn't our main character i don't know it, I, don't, I don't know how to describe it. I enjoyed it more because, like, so, like The Bachelor and Bachelorette, we get to see the behind the scenes of what Maxon doesn't see. Yeah. So we got to see the pettiness from Celeste and, like, all those different things and, like, someone going and being like, hey, Celeste is terrible. And then him being like, whatever, like, just let me do my own thing. I can't see that. I don't see that. And yeah. so, um... And then, like, and so you sort of get to understand, like, where the Maxon's head is, uh-huh. but not fully because, you know, he's dating all these women. But then, uh, and also there were just so many more, like, swoony, like, cute little moments in the the first I relationship. That. Yeah. That, like, if I'm going to read a romance, even if it's, like... Even though I enjoy with The Bachelor the trashy drama mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like, I still want as much of the romance as possible. Yeah. And so, like, we, I felt like we got more of that in the first series than we did in the second one. Because Edelin, for majority of the thing, she's like, I don't want to do this. And just kind of being, like, stuck up and selfish and yeah. in her own way. Mm-hmm. And then, like, she doesn't even break down to, like, have romance till she's already apparently in love. Yeah, she and, just wakes up And then day. they have, like, two dates and they're like, oh, we're getting married now. Like. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was sweet, though. No. It was so sweet. Like, oh, uh, that was good. Like, I mean, that's why I liked the, so I gave the, fir- the, the air two stars because of Edelin. Really? I just. I that for that book of hers, I did not like her as a character. It didn't seem like she was actually America's daughter. Like yeah. I couldn't see America, who's this person who wasn't even certain she wanted the crown and didn't grow up in the crown, mm-hmm. and like her raising this super snobbish, pompous girl who cared more about her cr- collection of crowns and selfishly keeping this one maid forever than yeah anything else and it just didn't feel like it was actually america's daughter it just felt like it was a stereotypical princess who was thrown into the mix Mm -hmm. but in this the last book she felt like because she had more emotions and was allowing herself to like i can tell yeah i agree with she felt more like the daughter of the two that Mm -hmm. we had learned about in her the character was much more developed and yeah deep yeah yeah and plus there was actual romance in the last book <laughs> that's and... sad there wasn't there were, there were hints of romance yeah but yeah. like even even the dates she went on in the first book it was oh, yeah. there was no romance because she was doing it for the cameras yeah and even though america didn't want to be there 
she we could see her fall even though she didn't want mm-hmm. to fall. And so even though she didn't want the romance, it came for her anyway. Yeah. That's valid. Yeah. Um I'm having a hard time like separating all because there's so many Yeah. So many characters. Um I'm having a hard time. Uh man, what was I about to say? In the in the last two Uh huh. I guess no, we should keep to our list and then we can talk about our random stuff later. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Well, you wanted to talk about the elite. Yes. Celeste. Celeste. Just Celeste. Celeste. Uh, yeah, because I can't remember any other names. Wow. Okay, so the character of Celeste, I thought, was very stupid. Um, no, 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 no. Listen. Okay. She goes from backstabbing people, mm-hmm. manipulating them into getting themselves kicked out, uh, trying to literally tear the dress off of America's back so that she could wear it. Uh-huh. Putting glass yeah. into somebody's shoes so that they get cut up. Yeah. Bleaching somebody's hair in the... Sh- like, putting bleach in their shampoo. Uh-huh. And in one single page, she is forgiven and becomes the the mascot for Team Girl. She cut. She put broken glass in somebody's shoes, and then she just became everyone's best friend. And she was just like the tough but lovable. I'm gonna protect all the girls type deal. And it was just, yeah. I I hated that so much. She she put glass in somebody's shoes. That's, yeah, that's not a forgivable offense that easily. Yeah, but like I can I can totally see. Where her character was coming from. Yeah. Like, she felt like she needed this because her beauty was only going to take her so far. Yeah. And once her beauty faded, she would have nothing. Yeah. But, yeah, I do think that uh, Kira Cass tried to make the girl-on-girl hate Mm -hmm. way more intense and dramatic than it needed to be. Mm Just for the sake of having drama. Yeah. And instead of, like, having all these different girls do things because it's a crazy situation, she just all put it on one girl. Yeah. Which, it does make the transition very dramatic, but I still hate that she was just killed off. Yeah! Like, I would have loved to have seen her in the next two uh-huh. as one of the people that like to fully see the full actual arc of yeah. her character uh-huh. going from one to the other it would have made more sense for it to be that far instead of just like a few days and then oh now that she's a good person bang you're dead yeah yeah i agree with that i think that if kira had like if she hadn't included the glass mm-hmm. i wouldn't have batted an eye at her arc of becoming good Mm-hmm. Wouldn't have been. I wouldn't have. I mean, I would have appreciated it because she sucked, <laughs> and then she was good. That's cool. Um, but yeah, her death at the end was so abrupt, and like I didn't even catch it. Uh huh. I mean, I was busy at work when it happened, and I had to scroll back because I had been talking to somebody. Uh huh. And it was just, it was one single sentence. Yeah. Dude walks up and shoots her in the back of the head, and then it's never mentioned again. Yeah. Not in the in the last two books. 
Was it even mentioned in the in the third book after she died? Yeah, the only like, the only time it was mentioned was like whenever America, like all the girls come back for the wedding, yeah. I think, and she's like, "Not everyone's here that should be here," but yeah. that's it. It was just. It was it was like Kira was just typing away, and she had the idea that there was going to be this rebel attack, and she was just typing. She was like gotta kill somebody Mm -hmm. i don't know i don't know and we would be the least attached to celeste because she had just become a decent person no i was more attached to her because of her redemption arc even though she put glass in someone's shoe well if she hadn't if kira hadn't put glass in somebody's shoe then we wouldn't have this issue but seriously i was i was more attached to her than like any of the other girls none of the other girls mattered yeah who who else was there um can't you remember the only other girl that in the running that was worth anything Apparently, mm-hmm. uh, who Maxim was thinking about? Chris. Yeah, Chris. She could have died. Wouldn't have cared about her dying, because <laughs> we were we were never shown why. Like, Maxim talked about how much like she was his second pick, just in case America didn't work out. Uh-huh. Um, all this stuff, but like, we never really saw that. Like, we were. It was just sort of. It was sort of understood. Yeah, yeah. Explained. It was sort of explained why they had this connection, but it was just never seen in yeah. our from our point of view. We never watched it happen. It was only told by Maxim, so I didn't care about her. She could have died; wouldn't have cared. But I thought Celeste's death was completely pointless, and I thought, yeah, yeah. I also kind of like. I thought the two deaths of the king and queen at the end uh-huh. of the first series. I thought that was kind of pointless as well. I felt like she had to, she felt like she had to do that because otherwise, how was Maxim going to get to marry America? Or take over the kingdom and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Like, there was, there was no way for them to have their happy ending if mm-hmm. his horrible, horrible dad was still in the picture. But like, yeah. he didn't have to kill the mom. Yeah, the mom was great, <laughs> adored by everybody, and he just killed them both. And then, again... They weren't mentioned. Yeah, they weren't. It was it was one sentence. King and queen died. Mother, you know, the queen was adored by the entire nation. No one cared. It's okay because Maxon and America yeah. are in love. Yeah. So that yeah, those those decisions were shallow. Mm-hmm. I thought for Kyriakas to make, um, the death of C- Cecilia and Celeste, Celeste, and the death of the king and queen. Yeah. Um. I didn't care about any of the other people. Any, any of, the, of the, other the other elite? Elite. Um, there was Marley. Marley was okay. She but was she good. wasn't an elite. Yeah, yeah, she she was, she was kicked out. Yeah. Um, but she's the only one I could remember the name of. <laughs> so. I enjoyed, once it got down to the elite, it felt more like The Bachelor. Yeah. Because like, we got to see like them like... Even though they like each other, it's still kind of that, like, they have these fun times, but then they're also like, oh, wait, we're dating the same guy. Mm-hmm. And then we also got to see, like, more dates, sort yeah. of. And so I appreciated it. Once it got to the, the elite part, it was less about, like, this, uh, I don't know. It, it, it just focused more on that what I felt like the story was actually about. Mm-hmm. And stuff, so, yeah. But, yeah. um, the next part, it was a book that was written in 2012, so of course, 
It had a love triangle. Oh, that's another thing. Hunger Games. <laughs> oh my goodness. Has a love triangle. Every YA book has a love triangle, Walter. Confirmed. Conspiracy confirmed. <laughs> um. <laughs> in the first 2.75 books, uh-huh. Aspen was just the worst. I hated him so much. He was so, so selfish. Yeah. Um. That was okay. Okay. So Aspen, they're in love, mm-hmm. making out hot and heavy in a treehouse. Yeah. He breaks up with her because she made him dinner, and his masculinity was injured because he couldn't have provided that same type of dinner to her. Yeah. 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 Then. She goes. This was before the selection even mm-hmm. started. Before she knew she was going to the selection. Then she goes to the selection. Mm-hmm. And like what? Two weeks later, Aspen shows up. Like it was like a week or two into the selection. Yeah. Super early, and he's in the military, and he's buffer now, <laughs> and he's trained enough to be assigned to the royal palace as a guard, which would supposedly be the most elite people. Yeah. So a full um card what's draft mm-hmm. training steroids food buff aspen <laughs> two weeks he's in the castle. That was the that that made no sense to me at all. Mm-hmm. That was not proper story plotting at all. It should have been like not even three months. It should have been more than that. If he if he's going to the castle yeah. You know, like, as a royal guard, you think... But then how is he gonna be able to be in the love triangle? That's what I'm saying. The only reason it existed is for the love triangle. hmm And then he gets there, and he's like, I'll love me instead. And she's like, I don't know. <laughs> and it's just, she says, she says, I don't know, like, a gajillion times to him. Um... And then at the... Okay, so the ending of the love triangle, where the love triangle broke apart... Uh-huh. I thought she wrote that very well. I, yeah. Where Aspen was like, you know, I'm following you because that's what I know and that's like habit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, I don't love you. I'm just, I'm loving you because that's all I know. Yeah. Um, loved that. That was great. Way to good job to break it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like in the last two books where he's the general and like an uncle to, uh, um. Edelin and like Maxon, despite the fact that Maxon knows that America was cheating on Maxon with Aspen, uh-huh. he's like crying on Aspen's shoulder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well done. Well done. Yeah. Maxon was top tier the entire way through. America sucked until she broke up with Aspen. Aspen sucked until he broke up with America. That's my hot take. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was that was a lot of talking. I apologize. No, it. no, you're good. I, I want to hear your thoughts. Okay. Uh-huh. So, I... This trope that's in YA, like, I don't get it. Like, I've never seen a love triangle actually be good. Oh, yeah. No, no. Like, actually be, like... Well enough to where you don't have cheating involved, mm-hmm. and you're not just like stringing one person or first forcing one person to like kind of be in this love triangle. Yeah. You know, 
Maxon was amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I completely agree with everything you said. Mm-hmm. Like, Maxon, top tier. Like, just all his cute little lines and just him being, oh. like, so charming. He was so innocent. Yes. Oh, poor guy. <laughs> like, he was just so sweet. And I, like... I don't have a crush on him now, <laughs> but when, like, he's probably the only real character that I actively had a crush on. Huh. Like, I enjoyed Peta in The Hunger Games, and yeah. I thought he was cute, and, but I just always thought he deserved better, mm-hmm. and that he needed to be protected. <laughs> he did. <laughs> but Maxim... I remember, like, daydreaming about me being really? America oh. and having Maxon and, like, uh, just calling him his royal husbandness. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was top-tier daydreaming yeah. for me. And so, just the whole, like, I, 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 I liked the part of America not wanting to go on the selection and doing it like she signed up for Aspen and for her mom just to make them happy. And yeah. then she ends up going. And, but so she's heartbroken and she's like, Hey, I don't want to be here. I'll just be your friend. Mm-hmm. And then them falling for each other as they become friends. Like I loved that part that of good. it. So I, I feel like the love triangle part of it just kind of made her, America seem really cold mm-hmm. at times and really selfish because she kept saying that she really loved Maxon. Yeah. But yet she would just allow Aspen to just kind of do whatever and like he still like sort of owned her and that was just kind of gross. Like mm-hmm. the I remember one quote that Aspen said it was like he, he said something like he felt like they were both in a selection and she was having to pick, but oh. only Maxon didn't know that they were in a selection, which they were. Like, yeah. that was very, like, spot on for their thing, which I, <laughs> I just, I never love the whole, like, even if they were in love, like, mm-hmm. the cheating thing, that's not cute. Like, you're, you're nope. supposed to be, like, even though Maxon is dating 30 other girls at the same time as you. Like, that... They're two different yeah, things. Yeah, correlate. Nope. Yeah. And so just... And then just having him, mm. like, sit in front of her room and her just hold on to this penny and all yeah, this stuff. Yeah, And then... And his, and his button that she makes her bracelet out of. Yeah. Like... Oh. <laughs> like, I know what it's like to have, like, a first love and, like, to hold on to it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I'm not shaming her or telling her to like get over it but like you don't if you really want to get over someone you don't have those things where you can see them all the time Mm -hmm. you keep them but you keep them like in a box somewhere that like if you're really sad and drunk you can pull them (laughs) out and fawn over them yeah sniff his t-shirt or something yeah you don't (laughs) and so uh But I just, I felt like, like with every love triangle, if they had communicated, like all three of them, Mm -hmm. if they had just actually communicated with each other and told them exactly what they were feeling and all this stuff, 
then it would have gone better. Because, like, right after Aspen is like, hey, I don't think I actually love you anymore. He's like, has Lucy falling all over him and kissing Instantly. him. Yeah. Like, it's and like. they had this thing, like, he, he, he knew it was going to, he had a crush on Lucy too. Yeah. Because he is the one that asked Lucy to be the one sent to America's house when Mr. Singer died. He had a thing for her the entire time. Yeah. Or maybe nothing, but you know. Yeah, I know. Long enough to be, while he was still pursuing America, he was also pursuing Lucy. Yeah. A loser. Which, I felt like that was just, like, her trying to make everyone have this happy ending. Yeah. And the the whole whenever Maxon spots, like, America, like, really close to Aspen. Mm -hmm. When, like, she's telling him it's over and stuff like that. Like... Uh, that made me want to, like, bang my head against a wall. Yeah. Just, like, communicate. Talk to each other. Yeah, like she lied to Maxon's face mm-hmm. about who Aspen was. Yeah, but also, like, Maxon wanted, like, you you two were going to marry each other. Yep. Like, you had literally said, I want to marry you. And so if you want to marry someone, like, yeah, that's going to hurt if you see them, like, being really close and lovey-dovey with someone else. But, like... You don't just be like, okay, not marrying you anymore. Gonna marry this girl. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. But the end of the um, last thing I'm gonna say about the love triangle, mm-hmm. how it ended with like the the him taking a bullet for her, and then Aspen like put taking her into the safe room and stuff, and then when As uh, Maxon's like. Have my heart like break it a thousand times. It was only ever yours to break, and all, oh. I was like, "Oh, yeah." No, I thought she she pulled that one out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. I was terrified of how atrocious the ending of that all was oh. gonna be, but she pulled. Yeah, the, the little triangle ending was good. But yeah, just remember, folks, cheating arcs are not cute. Don't no. write them into your stories. <laughs> do not do not normalize them. Stomp that out. <laughs> Nip it in the bud. Stop it. Cut that out. It's it. Dang it. (laughs) Cut it out. Nailed it. I am Joey? Uncle Joey? From Full House? Is that... I think that was his name. Yeah. That's me. I I idolized that guy, though. Really? He was so funny. (laughs) He was so funny. I wanted to be like him so bad. Anyways. I can, I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we've kind of talked a little bit about, I think I've said everything I love about Maxon. Yeah, he, uh, he was the best. I mean, that's all you need to know. He was great. He was an excellent lead, and him, like, sacrificing himself for America mm-hmm. against his dad, and also... The photography, like, just having, like, that and, like, him chasing little kids and, like, taking pictures of them. Like, he was just spot on, like, very so adorable. Yeah. Very good. Which, like, in the, uh, so there's a, gonna be a selection TV show. Like, they're booting this book series into a TV show. They are? mm Mm-hmm. When? Um, I don't know, but Gross. Netflix announced it. Gross! <laughs> as long as Kiara Cast doesn't have any part of writing it. <laughs> but they had already attempted to do this before, uh-huh. and I think it was with the CW, and in that one, like, it never got past, I think, the script and stuff, oh, yeah. but 
in that one, Maxon was, like, this dog. And just, like, this, like... Like, a huge, like as in, like, he acted like, he like was, a dog of a guy? Yeah. Gross. Like, he was just, like, this gross, like, pompous, like, this air about him. And he, like, wanted things from the girls. Like, how the guy at the beginning, uh-huh. like, says, like, hey... Do whatever he yeah, says. Yeah, do whatever he wants. And yeah. then he's not like that, but in the CW thing... He was like that. Gross. And so, like, it just... If you're gonna do uh, anything... Like, Maxon is the most important character to uh, keep correct. Because oh, yeah. otherwise, what's the point of America yeah, fighting for what, her, Yeah, what's the end gonna him? be? Yeah. Her, like, crippling him and then rules in his stead? <laughs> and you're just like, yeah, he got what he deserved. <laughs> we don't need a, another of his father. Yeah, exactly. No. Yeah, that's pretty gross. But what did you think about... America, specifically. I liked some parts about her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there were other parts. <laughs> Explain. She, over and over and over again, Maxim would sit her down and hold her face and look her in the eyes and be like, I love you. I want to marry you. Mm-hmm. And then like two minutes later, she was like, oh, he loves all the other girls. <laughs> he never loved me. Aspen, come here. Just over and over and over again. That's all it was. Every single time. That's all it was. That was the entire story. And finally, as she finally figured it out, she's like, oh, maybe he does like me. And then they got married. She was so stupid. He told her, word for word, over and over again, I'm not going to marry anybody else because I want to marry you. And if you want to marry me, I'm going to marry you. And she'd be like, okay, I love you too, but I don't know yet. Oh, I don't know if he even loves me. Uh, we ha- okay, we have to remember she is 17. So infuriating. What a dummy. She is a 17-year-old girl. Maxim was 17 too, and he had it figured out. <laughs> but yeah, I I agree. Like those those parts were so frustrating. Those are when I was like, I want to get back to the romance. I yeah. don't want this stupid drama. Like this doesn't need to be here. Yeah. But like some parts of her I enjoyed. I thought she was a decent lead. Mm-hmm. I thought she... I think she's a better lead than Edelin. But um, there were parts that, like, I had to remind myself, she's 17. She's 17. <laughs> she's 17. She's not going to make the same choices I, w- I will yeah. make at my age right now. And so... Um, yeah, like, the, uh, I I really enjoyed, like, the, uh, one, her name, America Singer. I'm sorry, but that's stupid. It is. That's so dumb. <laughs> like, you have all these, like, unique, like, names. Yeah. And she could have had a unique name that was inspired by America, but, uh-huh. like, to literally be, like, her last name is her profession, and mm-hmm. what she does, even though no one else's last names are yeah, their, their professions. professions. And then 
Her name is this dead country. <laughs> Which, and then, like, Kira tried to explain it away by, like, oh, her father was a rebel and he loved America. Yeah. Even though he was never in America. Yeah. He was born into Ilya. this. Uh, Ilya. Yeah. And, like, I want to talk about the rebels. Yeah? I want to talk about the rebels here in a minute. Um, okay. okay, question. This is way off topic. The guy who was the equivalent of Caesar Flickerman. Yeah. In Edelin's season, he stated that he had seen three selections. How old is this guy? If he was old enough to be the commentator for Edelin's grandparents' selections, which happened when they were 17, and this guy was old enough to be the commentator then, then he saw Maxon's. Yeah. And then he saw Edelins? This guy's to be like 98. Yeah. Ha- yeah, I was wondering the same thing. Like, that makes I, no sense. I appreciated like the like callback. Yeah. But also like, how is this guy not in a walker? And mm-hmm. how is this guy still mentally coherent? Yeah. I like before I knew he was even like three generations in, uh-huh. I thought it was weird that he was still there for a second generation. Yeah. And- well, I mean, I could I could see it. Like he's like maybe he was like in his early thirties. Yeah. And then now he's like because it was twenty years later, so that would be like his fifties. Yeah. You know, because he that was, makes sense. He I I remember in the he was saying like he was going to retire, but then they announced the selection and he decided to stay on till after the selection. Yeah. So like, but this dude is like, eighties, <laughs> so old. If that maybe a hundred. That threw me off. Like I was so old. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um. Oh, one thing I forgot was in the actual selections themselves. So them picking the guys uh-huh. made and the girls. I mean, the girls made a little bit more sense, but the guy like it made no sense. Mm-hmm. So if you're having all these people write in. And apply and all this stuff. Like, with The Bachelor and Bachelorette, like, people send in videos and resumes and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And then they vet them. Yeah. And they kind of, like, some, <laughs> sometimes they, like, are like, hey, like, what is our lead looking for? And, I mean, other times they just pick random guys that look attractive. But, yeah. you know, like, they're actually, like, trying to find someone that will end up Together by the end of it. Yeah. But, like, in the first one, the dad picked them all. And he picked them all very strategically. Mm-hmm. Which Except made, for the fives. Yeah. Which made a little bit more sense. Mm-hmm. But with Edelins, she literally just blindly picked random envelopes out of baskets. And then was like... Was it like that? Yeah. And then was like, here's my selection. I thought it was... I thought it was... Maybe I pictured it for Leonardo. I wasn't paying close enough attention. I thought it was like a bowl... Hungry Game style. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> and they had pre-selected the envelopes and just piled them, all the selected guys, into a bowl. And there was just, like, the, the mystery was her pulling out and describing who they had already selected. Mm-mm. No? Because, like, it was, like, so they had filmed earlier her going to all these different baskets that had each Providence in oh, it. wow. And she, like, in one, like, picked up an envelope off the top. And then one, she, like, weighed the two envelopes in her hands. Really? Yeah. And then at the... <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember this. <laughs> yeah. And so, and so that's how she... Because 
uh, her dad was like, I'm allowing you to pick them this yeah. time. Even though she's not actually picking them. She's just picking random envelopes. Uh-huh. And and then later on the the program that night is when she opens the envelopes up to see like God, who she actually what picked. Maybe that's what I'm picking what i'm picturing yeah is the got it, got it but like that doesn't make any sense like if you're yeah. allowing her to pick like why don't you like vet them vet the one like even like uh, you pick them you, you peek in the envelopes and you check them out yeah because so, two creepos yeah, got in a, a rapey dude <laughs> and who was the other guy was he how was he creepy? he he just started a fight he got really oh, jealous yeah. and started a fight a rapey dude and a chad yeah. <laughs> from what's my call it season? JoJo's season. From JoJo's season shows up. But, uh, yeah, like, you can just, like, they, because he was like, Maxim was like, oh, he probably should have, like, run background checks on all these guys. Like, you should have done probably. that before you brought him into the castle. Yeah. <laughs> and uh. so, like, it's just, if you're going to allow her to pick these, like, go through them, maybe allow her to pick some guys she actually finds attractive. Yeah. But also, if she had done that, she wouldn't have put... Kyle, yeah, Kyle into the mix. Yeah, but I appreciated still. Kyle. See, I the trope, the trope. I mentioned this in the Hunter Games one. The trope where the very first person you see mm-hmm. with the lead, it, that's love interest. So when Kyle got put in the selection, I was like, oh, well, there it is. Now we know who's winning, and that's what it looked like the entire time. Yeah, um, until Eric. Yeah, Iko. But Eric, Eric pinged me very early. I was like, wait, this guy has like. He's pretty important. Yeah. Like, he's getting a lot more screen time. Than he should be. Than he should be getting if he was actually that. So I was like, okay, so it's probably going to be this guy now. Yeah. Even though, but like, it was Kyle though. <laughs> but Eric. But like, I just, I thought Eric uh. and Edelin were very, it was very abrupt. Like, yeah. It yeah, went it from zero to a hundred in like a page. I mean. Because it did, it hinted at like her like falling for someone Mm -hmm. even though she didn't want to but like there was no like hints she didn't start talking to him more Mm -hmm. or like getting nervous around him until like she had to like pick a guy yeah i think it was i think it was like the eye contact like it was it was just the smallest things like when chad started the fight in the kitchen Mm -hmm. um eric was the one that pulled her out and followed like took her to her room and it said that his hand was always like right behind her back, like mm-hmm. protecting her, watching over her. Um, I think it was like little stuff like that. Um, I I imagined where like they were just sharing. I like, you know, when you when you make eye contact with a person for like two seconds longer than normal, like mm-hmm. we did when we first started liking each other. Yeah, where it was just like <laughs> slightly prolonged contact. You know, I, I felt like it was like that. I don't know. I liked it. I thought it was good. Yeah, but, like, that was kind of, like, their relationship was, like, Marley and her... That's what, valid. Officer Woodwork. Yeah. Like, it was, like, those, like, tiny moments of, like, her sitting in this in the sun off by what looked like herself and just some guards. Uh-huh. And, like, us seeing those, like, little moments that there's probably something there, mm-hmm. but, like, she's not our lead. So, it makes sense that we're not really getting all the story. Yeah. And, like, we know something's there, but we can't tell what it is. But, like, if you're the lead, and, like, we're seeing inside her head, sort of, like, it doesn't make sense that this guy would just randomly pop up. Yeah. For us, at least. That makes sense. Like, it can randomly pop up for, like, everyone else in the story. Mm -hmm. But, like, for us, it should 
we should be able to to fill the love grow instead of it just being like um there's this guy he's cute he's nice i love him yeah so it did seem you you are right like when uh during like the parade Mm -hmm. when she insisted that he be dressed just like the selected um Mm -hmm. so that he would blend into the group and like the pictures when he Mm-hmm. Like, they pushed him up on stage to take a picture with her. Like, we, you hadn't seen anything about them liking each other at all. Yeah. And it's just like, that's just like setting it up so that they can like each other. Yeah. You know? Acting like he is a selected when he's not. So. No. Yeah. But. I, I, I liked him as a character. I thought he was. Oh, yeah. Right? So was, uh, oh, no, I've lost his name. What was this? Swin, Swin, Swin? Henry. Henry. Oh. Henry was adorable. I did. What a cute dude. Yeah. He was a little baker man. And I don't know. You haven't watched Stranger Things. In Stranger yeah. Things, I'm sure a lot of y'all have seen it. The guy, Russian? Can't even remember his name. But he's this dude. He doesn't know English. And he's just the sweetest little guy. He, does, he just slurps on Slurpees and he smiles all the time. And he's the cutest thing. And I, that's just, that's what I thought of with Henry. So, yeah. Henry was cute. <laughs> I liked Henry. And I, I felt I yeah. I felt really bad for Henry in the end. Yeah. Because he like he actually like loved her and wanted to do good, but he loved her so much that he yeah. could see that she wasn't actually happy. So He was a stand up dude though. Yeah. But he registered like he had it in the back. He had the proposal. Mm-hmm. You know? And he registered like the rings that they had given each other and just the I thought that was good. I thought it was funny how he basically was like, I may not speak good English, but I'm not stupid. I have (laughs) eyes. I can see. (laughs) (laughs) What a good dude. I liked him. Okay. So, I guess that's it. Do you have any, like, more, any, like, last things, like, talk about, like, top or top moments, least favorite moments? I have one top moment. Yeah. When the girls are all pile into the, uh, the, 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 the room. The safe? No. The girl room. The woman's parlor? Yeah, that one. And then they, they send a message to Max. And they're like, hey, we need a camera guy. Or a camera. Uh And he shows up and they just take his camera and shove it out of the room. Like, get out! I thought that was, I don't know, I left out loud. I thought that was super cute. Yeah. Um, I thought that was funny. We talked about a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Worst moments. How bad is the security <laughs> in this palace? Because it was literally every other chapter where the the rebels were inside. They were just magically inside. And, okay, so the, the whole rebel arc... Uh-huh. I was not fleshed out at no. all. What did they want? But okay, so we figured out at the end what the northern. northern. Yeah, I think she mixed it up once. I'm confident that she mixed it up once and said that they were the wrongs. Like the northerners were the murderers, and then the southerners were the good people. Maybe wrong on that. Anyways, so we figured out at the end that the northerners were looking for. Ilya's diaries to prove that he designed the caste system because he was a scumbag. Yeah. And he sold his daughter into marriage. Yeah. Right? So he could have power. Yes. Yeah. So that he could have power. What did the Southerners want? I I think they just wanted, like... Were they terrorists? 
No, I I think they, they just, just wanted the like they just were like down with the system, like have everything burn. Yeah, you know because they because yeah. it wasn't working. You know, yeah. and it was just the, there was no depth at all. It was just they existed, and they they broke in, killed a bunch of people, and wrote in blood on the walls, "We are coming." I was like, "Well, you obviously are coming. You were already there. Why'd you Why'd you show up, kill a bunch of people, and write that to show up later to give everyone a heads up?" <laughs> um, and it was just like over and over, like seven times in, yeah. in three books or more. They were inside, and you had to run. Yeah, and like I, that was just the dumbest thing. They had no depth. It was never explained. Mm-hmm. Um, and then <laughs> the one time when the Northerners broke in, and America runs off into the woods and climbs in a tree. Yeah. Um, and she she sees the girl with the books. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And she tells somebody later, and the guy's like, huh, maybe it was for kindling, because they come from a cold northerner. I'm like, dude, you're standing in the woods. <laughs> they broke into a highly secured, not highly secured, but somewhat guarded castle with guns to steal books to burn? But you're standing in woods? That was the dumbest thing. I I rolled my eyes so hard. It's like, dude... Kira Cass, man, what are you doing? <laughs> Stupidest thing. Maybe it's for kindling. <laughs> but no, I like. <sighs> yeah, I I appreciate like I I enjoyed the rebel attacks because like obviously if you're gonna have a dystopian world like there's gonna be some unhappy and yeah. some fighting. Yeah. But like the fact that it was felt like every other chapter. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you would have the Southerners invade, and then you'd have the Northerners invade, and then the Southerners, and then the Northerners. They would take a turn. Yeah. And it just kind of like, I feel like if they had done the first scene whenever they first attack and they're hitting the windows. Yeah. And so they're like ducking in the corner of that big room. And then like one time where they're, mm-hmm. she brings the maids down into the basement. That was a good scene. Yeah. Like, I think if you had just kept those and then the others... You know? Maybe, yeah. like, if it happens. I don't know. But, like, yeah, I didn't think there needed to be that many yeah. attacks. But I did appreciate how the Northern Rebels, how she curtsied, and then they end up yeah, being good. friends. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Um, it was just, it was so much. You're right. Like, if you just chopped it down to the first one, mm-hmm. the book one... I guess there could have been, like, three that we saw, and then, like, the last one where everyone, like, with the big attack, mm-hmm. where Celeste shouldn't have died because I was stupid. and <laughs> I don't know. It was just... Uh, the entire Rebel arc seemed so pointless to me. Mm-hmm. Like, if they hadn't existed at all, wouldn't have mattered. Wouldn't have yeah. mattered. Like, figure out another way to kill off the king. That's all that was needed. That's all that the, the Rebels brought to the table was killing the king at the end. Yeah. You know, and there just didn't need to be eight different times where they were magically past the walls and past all the guards and killing people. And, like, I don't know. It was just... Yeah. That was my least favorite part of the entire series was just the Rebel arc. And it made me cringe at how badly (laughs) written they were every single time they were brought up. And I like how they were just magically vanished in the next one. Like, there, there were people that hated the kingdom, but there were no Rebels this time? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe she she 
she saw people like us complaining about how stupid they were, and they're like, oh, you're, you're right. <laughs> yeah. But the, in, in the books, like, they would attack, and then they would just, they'd be gone. Yeah. You know? They don't know just if leave. you killed them all, or they just left. Never showed any dead bodies. Mentioned blood sometimes. Yeah. You never knew anybody that was killed by the people until the very end. Yeah. It was just like, oh, they're in. Um, And then, like, I thought the Lucy thing where she she was freaking she would freak out every time rebels would break in because she'd been there was an attempted sexual assault against her by a rebel early on in her days or something like that. Some guy had like started dragging her away. Yeah, something like that. But like, I don't know. It was just zero out of ten on the rebels. They were so pointless and they were bad at everything they did. Except for killing the king. That was needed. <laughs> so, those are my thoughts. I, I still rated them. Yeah. Threes and fours, so. I mean, they're still, like, even though there's, like, all these problems. One, they are written for, like, teenage girls. Yeah. Who, who like me, at the beginning, whenever I first read them, like... You're only there for the love and the yeah, romance. Like, not that the who really cares boring. about the other stuff? That's valid. So, for what they're, like, aimed for, I think they do a really good job I of agree. just, like, allowing us some <clears throat> trashy love story. Yes. Yeah. Trashy, yet, like, PG <laughs> love story. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty PG. And, uh... Aspen and America weren't PG, though. Yeah, at the very they beginning. P- Man, that was hot and heavy on, like, page two. Good golly. <laughs> it was just heavy making out. Yeah, but still. It was insinuated that they were... It's It said they went as close to breaking the law as they could. So I'm like, what does that mean? Yeah. What was happening up there? Yeah. But, um, so my top moment out of all, so in the first series, my top moment is whenever Maxon takes the bullet for her and like, says <laughs> that line, like, ah, yeah. so good. Yeah. And then also whenever oh. like they first meet and she's like yelling at him like outside. <laughs> she needs him in the balls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, I, I enjoyed that. That was funny. And then for the second book, my favorite scene is the cooking date. Yeah, that Whenever, was like, all of them, like, before the fight. Yeah. But, like, all of them are, like, cooking and, and Henry is just, like, you start to really He's see, so like, excited. him really enjoy cooking and yeah. stuff like that. And then my least favorite moment of the first series was the canning so, that's what they called, like, whenever Marley and... Oh, caning. Caning, yeah. Yeah, canning. Sorry. Canning vegetables? <laughs> Sorry. What are you talking about? Caning. Yeah, caning. And, like, just, like, and then her, like, running and, like, trying yeah. to, like, get down there and her, and then, like, the scars on the hands forever, yeah. like... That sucks. That was, that was a lot. I, I, it was a lot, but I thought it was good, too, showing that America cared. No, yeah, yeah, I thought it was good, but yeah. it was just, like difficult yeah like i was like mm. yeah like i don't need to see like this in depth and just this much struggle and pain and just like sadness and all this stuff yeah and then whenever her uh dad dies Ugh. 
That was sad. Like, I was like, okay. Like, why couldn't you have made him, like, die in between the two books? Like, allow him to see her mm-hmm. walk down. Man, I bet cash money it was, uh, who was it? I thought, I figured it was, like, the king or something. Oh, he no, no, no. died from, like, a heart I know. failure. It wasn't the king. Like, the it was right in the middle of the storyline where the southern rebels were attacking family members. Yeah. So I figured it was them. But yeah, it just I'm wasn't. Su- I'm Why su- not make it them? Yeah, I'm surprised that she didn't make it that. Yeah. You know? Because then it could have come out later that it was the king, but he was pretending that it was mm-hmm. the southern rebels. And, and stuff he was like trying that. to get America to drop out. Yeah. Because she wanted to be with her family. Yeah. That one made sense too. Mm-hmm. Kier Kaskamon. <laughs> Missing out on good plot points. And then in the second one, least favorite scene was probably a lot of the air. <laughs> like just her, like. <laughs> Entitlement, like whenever she like goes into Kyle's room and is like, "Ew, why is this dirty? Why won't you let a maid come in here?" And he's like, "I can clean my own stuff." And then make out with me. <laughs> and then whenever she's her maid is like, "I don't want to be here forever," and then she's like trying to figure out ways to like kind of keep her there against her will and just all these like little selfish things that yeah. she was like trying to be tough and protect herself uh-huh. even though like that's not how someone like actually would be but also i have to remember she was 18 <laughs> she was 18 18 year olds mm. so young but yeah <laughs> oh man okay so anything else um i'm trying to think so let's end on a good note. That one time where Edelin's twin brother nailed that dude across the face. <laughs> As pun. <laughs> he drags Edelin up and he's like, punch him. <laughs> you need to knock this guy's lights out. Yeah, that was good. I appreciated that. <laughs> and when she went, he just punched him across the face and knocked him out. That was good. Appreciated. The dude deserved it. Obviously. Yeah. Okay. Well... I'm sure we talked for a really long time. It was time. like an hour and a half. Probably. But it was five books. We were covering it was a lot of books. Five books, which <laughs> I don't I don't ever want to do this again. Well, <laughs> like next uh on the twenty second is Escaping Exodus by Nikki Drayden. Mm-hmm. And just one book. In small too. It's like yeah. thinner. Oh well, it's like three hundred pages. Oh okay. still. But still one book. <laughs> So, yeah, we probably won't have long episodes like this a lot more. Hopefully. Hopefully not. This is a lot. And I don't think we're planning on doing an actual series. For a long time. For the rest of the year. Or at least all the books that I have picked out. I, have, <laughs> I don't have any more series. Cool. At least all of them. I think one of two is like one book. But, mm-hmm. yeah. So... <laughs> To end it off, um, the selection is a decent book. <laughs> it's not, it's, it's never going to be like the top book of the year. Yeah. Um, it's not going to make it into a top five, but it is going to make it into, I remember that. That was good. Good memories. Yeah. 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 And plus Maxon. He was just, <laughs> he's just great. So end it off there. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, I didn't get another. Okay, so I have I have instead of a see you later alligator, I have a very cool piece of information that I learned. Squirrels can survive terminal velocity, which means that the only way they can die from falling is if they starve to death on the way down. I thought that was so cool. How would they starve to death? Like if the fall was far enough down that like it took so long uh, that they couldn't find food because they were falling that they would die from starvation instead. Like because they can they can survive based off their weight, how fast gravity pulled them to the ground, they survived that. Weird. <clears throat> yep. Okay. Yeah, it's weird. It's cool. <laughs> I prefer those random quotes than those see you later alligators. Okay. <laughs> I'll, start, I'll, I'll I've been thinking about that one for like two weeks, waiting to record this because I wanted to say it. But that was so cool. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, thank you so much for listening or watching, whatever you're doing. Greatly appreciate it. Um, yeah, the next book is Escaping Exodus. And then... The first book in August is Upright Women Wanted. Uh, Sarah uh, Gailey. Yeah. It's by Sarah Gailey, and it is essentially what I know of it. It is a Western about these lone librarians who are also lesbians. (laughs) (laughs) This is such a funny premise. I'm sure I'm getting it wrong, but I've, I've heard good things about it, and I think we'll enjoy it. So... Yeah. <laughs> Looking forward to that one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yep. I really don't know how to cut these off, but we're going to cut it off because... You know, we're going to cut it off? No. No. <laughs> Thank you so much for watching, and we will see you in the next one. In your future. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye, guys.